Today we have Ben Higgins. Most of us know him from ABC's The Bachelor, but today I have him coming on to talk about his new book, Alone in Plain Sight. Please welcome Ben Higgins. We are mainly going to talk about your book, which yes. I read in one day. <laughs> in one day, and I'm not a huge reader, so it was a big deal for me to read this in one day. And as you can see, I have like a million sticky notes, so we have a lot. Um, do you want to give a little bit, a little intro about you and why you started the book? I would love to. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Thank you for reading the book. Thank you for letting me come on here and talk about it. Um, my name is Ben. You probably best know me from The Bachelor, and I hope that someday you can know me for something else. But right now, The Bachelor, I feel pretty good about it. It's done, it's done me well. Uh, I currently serve as the president of a company called Generous International, more of uh, a very quickly growing uh, for-purpose company. So we sell coffee and apparel, and then 100% of that is donated to nonprofits around the world. So that's been a really cool project that's kind of came from my time on the show. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm just a newly published author uh, that we're going to talk about here. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, I also have a podcast with uh, iHeartRadio, but this book um, was written because throughout all this and throughout, there's a common line through line in my life and it's this insecurity of feeling alone or feeling misplaced or disconnected. And, um, and I kind of hit it for a long time. And then uh, there's, a, there's a moment that it, it came to me uh, and I said it on national television, the moment I said that I felt unlovable, or I felt unlikable, uh, thousands, millions of people reached out and said, I feel the same way. And so I was like, there's something more to this. And, uh, and that's why this book was created for all those who feel like outsiders. Absolutely. And I personally, I think I've watched every episode of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I haven't missed a season and I have a pretty wow. good read on people, you know, being a talent agent, like I understand people and kind of what makes them tick and who they are. And when I saw your season, I saw you as a guy who was, you know, super likable, confident, handsome, charming, had all these like amazing qualities. So when I heard you say that on national television that you felt unlovable, it was kind of like, I wasn't expecting that. And I don't think a lot of other people were either. Like it just, it didn't match for what the type of guy that I saw on TV, um, which in yeah. when I'm reading your book and seeing where it stems from, you know, you talk about at the beginning of the book about being in class and not feeling like mm -hmm. you, you know, you were the last picked in class. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, yeah. So I guess first I want to start about the talk about feeling unlovable. Let's start there. I guess my question to you is when did that change and when did you realize that you are lovable? Like, what was the moment for you that changed that? Yeah, fair. Uh, well, can I answer that in a really weird way? I, I don't know if it's ever changed. Mm -hmm. However, like, and, and this is what I, you know, I want to talk about the book too is, but I've, I've now become like vulnerable within that insecurity and that pain. It's, it's spoken into the world now. So now because I've noticed it, I can begin to heal it. Uh, I still have moments where that, outsider looking in feeling comes over me they're not fun moments I don't enjoy them but they happen uh and I and they might happen forever 
But what I can do now is I don't have to hide it anymore. I don't have to be ashamed of it anymore. It doesn't have to bring on guilt. It doesn't have to make me feel alone because now when it happens, like I just got off the phone 20 seconds before I called you with a buddy of mine. I was like, man, I'm in a rough place right now. I just feel really disconnected from the world. I feel very down and tired. I feel very much the same this morning. I woke up very off and not myself. And like my brain was very fuzzy today. So I'm right there with you, but continue. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. And that's just the day that I'm in maybe. And and but now I can say it and nobody's shocked by it and I'm not hiding it. Mm-hmm. And so these tools that I develop and 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 especially the the kind the common themes of this book help me at least say, hey, at least in this pain, I'm not alone. At least in this feeling, I'm not alone. And you aren't either. And I want to prove that to you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, maybe I can't say I've I've healed or recovered from it, but yet I'm I'm not scared of it anymore. And another thing you talk about is the idea of labeling yourself. Like you, you labeled yourself from a young age, I think you said as an outcast. So how, what advice can you give to other people to kind of break that, their own narrative about who they are? And I know you could say that maybe you'll never, never heal from it. Maybe you'll always kind of feel that in you and maybe an insecurity, but to kind of work through it and get past it. So you don't associate with that one word or multiple words all the time yeah so um you know you got to think about all the labels that are placed on us as kids growing up uh you know you can be an astronaut you can be the president you can be a sports hero you could be a doctor and a lawyer and say uh some little kid hears that and they go okay i'm gonna be a doctor and he goes out and he works his whole life from that point forward to become that doctor and then he becomes a doctor and he realizes that it doesn't fill the void in his heart, that it doesn't bring him the satisfaction that he was looking for, that just maybe it's an incredible, cool thing. Being a doctor is amazing, but just maybe that it doesn't, it's not the this fix all for all the problems going on in their own world. And so I think about my own life and all the labels that I had placed on me, including the one, yeah, I am an outsider, or maybe it was, I am, a, I am, uh, a, uh, I have the victim mentality. Not that I even was a victim, but I have a victim mentality. That I'm always trying to prove to get pity to pe- from people. That makes me feel worthy or makes me feel better about myself. And I kind of built those onto myself. And maybe my label was, hey, I'm single. And I'm all, you know, like, and there's a problem with me. And I read about that in the book, that singleness is not a thing right. to be cured. It's not a disease to be cured. But anyways, you have all these labels on you. And I just asked in the book, this simple thing is when if you could sit in silence and think about all the labels that have been placed on you all the expectations all the shame the guilt and the fears and you could sit there and ask yourself who am i if all those are ripped away and really start to dig into that and write that down who am i if all those things are ripped away who am i if these expectations that i set on myself i don't accomplish them who am i if i don't become the athlete who am i if i don't become the doctor who is left and I think what you're going to find is that person that's left is beautiful. And that person that left, that's left ha, is, has a tremendous purpose and has a tremendous impact in this world. And that person that's left um, is somebody that is loved. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I've put labels on myself. I continue to do that. But when I do, the best thing I can do is sit in silence and rip those things away and still remind myself of who I am and what I stand for. And I think that's so refreshing for people to hear, like you can always have a fresh start and reinvent yourself if you're not on the path that you think that you want to go. And 
you know, I don't remember which uh, friend it was that you were talking about, but having all these struggles in his past about, you know, not hitting those roadblocks and then finally finding his purpose and what he was meant to do. And I see that all the time, you know, especially in the entertainment industry about different roads that people want to go and how bad things can really turn into really positive, amazing things. And I'm a yeah. true believer in that, that, you know, um, you just have to keep going and those bad things are really good especially in the arts like i i always said as actors because i studied acting it's like you can't be a good actor without having heart you know without having your heart broken it's mm. you know you need to be able to feel and experience that pain to connect with people um which is what your book is all about the power of connection the power uh, of connection through that pain that you know, and not to get heavy, you know, in a dark way, because it actually is a really beautiful thing. Like there might be two things that connect us throughout humanity and that's pain and that's death. And so if the thing that we maybe are so scared of and run from the most is actually the thing that connects us to each other the most, what does that mean? What does that look like? So what our pain can actually be used and is a beautiful thing that all of us have been through. And, uh, and it's, it's a cool thing when a community of people can sit down and start expressing their shared pains. There's a, there's a really sacred moment that happens in those spaces that are, that is life changing. And that goes right, you know, hand in hand with being vulnerable and being open. Like for me, I've never personally had an issue with being vulnerable because I'm an open book and sometimes it gets me in trouble, but yeah. you know, sometimes you could share too much, but you know, like you said, it's like you find the most, you connect the most when somebody is vulnerable with you in a romantic relationship, in a business relationship. Um, so I love how you kind of talk about vulnerability and connection kind of hand in hand within your book. Well, I, I think they're very uh, important and vulnerability has to happen when um, in, in, a, in wise scenarios. But when you find the space that you can share who you are, and somebody looks across from you and says, I love you for everything that you are. Um, I say in the book, naked and unashamed. I love you when you're naked and unafraid and unashamed. Um, there's there's something that's special, that's life-giving, that's life-breathing. It's where life starts to make sense. It's where the mystery of it all starts to come together. And um, I personally, you know, my friendships, uh, I've opened up because I want to be vulnerable with them because I want to be an open book with them. And sometimes I think um, sometimes you don't have that uh, that space to do it. I've told them, hey, I want you to be able to speak accountability into my life at any moment, at any time. Mm -hmm. I want you to hold me accountable so that I can continue to grow. I want to be able to come to you with my deepest and darkest thoughts and fears and for you to sit there in that moment with me and alongside me. Can you agree to that? They say yes or no. They say yes, and we enter into that relationship. We enter into a relationship where I can come naked and unashamed and unafraid, and I can share with them everything, and they're going to sit with me beside it. And I guarantee, I, I promise you this, over the last few years that I've been practicing that with my friends, I've become a better man because they've held me accountable and held me um, and pushed me forward and, and, and shared with me their faith and their hope and their joy and their tears when, when I've needed the most. Yeah. And who would, who would you say inspires you the most? Like, I guess in general. Well, I mean, that's a great question. I, I mean, I think none of this makes sense unless you understand my faith. So you understand that I believe in Jesus. 
So none of this fully makes sense because you have to see the through line on that mm-hmm. um, where it's like, okay, uh, I, I do believe in a God and I don't believe in this God because like, it makes me feel a little bit better about like dying. And like, I think one day there'll be a heaven. Like I believe in this God because this God has uh, interacted in my life and he's interacting in the lives of the people around me. And, and I believe this God has called me to really a few things, maybe one thing and it's to love others and to love God. And, and that just has always made sense to me. It's always made my life richer and fuller. So that inspires me the most. It also guides me the most that that command is to, to love our neighbor and to love God. That right there would be like, I, I'm not that I do it perfectly or I do it well, or it always makes sense, but like, that would be my, my lens of, of why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe share one secret or bit of advice that you've never shared before one secret that i've never shared i share a lot (laughs) so i can't promise that i haven't shared this before um but what i what i would tell anybody in this world is there is a joy that comes from giving and that it feels like in my experience and hearing the stories of others is that when we aren't the focus and the central point of our pursuit there's something really uh, uh, sacred that happens, that when we're focused on caring for, loving others, entering into relationship with others, entering into community with others, um, uh, sitting in kinship with others, sitting beside people when they, it's time to celebrate and time to mourn, there's something life-breathing in that moment that is in, its, in itself sacred. And my advice would just be to look for those moments, is to keep your head on a swivel for the people that need it the most. Um, for the outsider, uh, for the person that maybe just doesn't feel like they fit in, look for, keep your head on the swivel for that. Thank you. Cause you, you got me to the, my next point. My brain's like broken today, but I think, you know, for you, it's, it's really inspiring to kind of just watch your career because you, you're not just the guy in the bachelor. I mean, you do so much for everyone else. You use your platform for so much good. And it's, it's just really amazing to see. And I think, you know, writing this book and sharing that this with the world it really can change people's lives the power of connection it really can and you know that's kind of why i started this show too is you know being stuck in our homes and Mm -hmm. people feeling stuck like they need to have conversations step outside their comfort zone and be able to connect with people and maybe try something they haven't done before to to bring more positivity in their life so i want to thank you for using your platform for good and always thinking about other people, you know, before yourself. Um, it's just really amazing to see. And I could tell you have a heart of gold. So, and America could, t- could see that as well, for sure. Well, that's, that's really sweet. And it, that is, thank you for that. That does, that will encourage me as I go into the evening here. You know, it's, it's happened because I think my heart has been broken and I've, I've felt deep pain and deep wounds. And I felt moments where I felt like I've had to go through that alone. And, I, and I, my hope is that from here out, like I can be a small part of uh, helping at least the few feel less alone. That's what this book is. It's, I mean, if uh, people, when people wonder like, what do you want people to get out of this book? I say, when you close it and you're done reading it, I just hope you feel less alone. And like you actually feel that and, and believe that. Mm-hmm. And that's a worthy pursuit for me. If that's what my life and, um, life's legacy is like on the gravestone it says like he made people feel less alone that'd be worth it 
I would. Absolutely. Well, you, that's exactly what you're doing. So you're doing what you're meant to be. You are where you're meant to be. Um, okay. Are you ready to have some fun now and play a game? I am. Well, first, can I say, if anybody's out there listening and they want to go buy the book, go to benhigginsbook.com, buy it, and then review it. Because I found out that if you buy it and review it, um, it helps the algorithms on the internet and it helps your book sell more. So like, just go review it for me if you're going to buy it. Review it, buy it. Like I said, I read it in one day. I absolutely loved it. Um, and I'm going to share it with everybody. Thank so you. please buy this book. And I was going to do this at, at the end, but where can everybody follow you? Um, yeah, they go to Higgins. Yeah. Higgins ben on Instagram and Ben Higgy on Twitter. Uh, and if they drink coffee, um, you can go to generouscoffee.com and, uh, and purchase some coffee today, specialty grade coffee. Um, and every, again, everything's donated. hundred percent of the profits are donated back to nonprofits and social causes around the world. That's my full-time job. It's the shirt I'm wearing. Um, so yeah, if you like coffee, go, go check out some generous coffee. You're an amazing human. So this is the segment called uh, Let's Make Waves, a.k.a. Spilling the Tea, where you say the first thing that comes to your mind as soon as I ask the question. Okay. So improv, no filter, you just say the answer. Okay. Yeah. Greatest single achievement in your career? Um, being the president of Generous. Best advice someone gave you? Don't let your head get too big. Don't let it get too small. Realizing that you're not the greatest thing out there. Name one thing you are really bad at. Uh, singing. Can you, can you sing something for us? Yeah. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my... Uh, you're, you're on key. You're actually on key, so you're not that bad. Give me a um, minute and I, I drop off. Hidden talent. Hidden talent. Um, I've lost all of my talent. I used to, you know, I used to say sports could be my hidden talent. I'm not bad at a pogo stick. Actually, I'll say a pogo stick. Okay. Favorite season to favorite season that you watched on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Uh, Andy Dorfman. Love her. Most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? Oh, so many. Um, I was on a school bus with all of my classmates and I was in the back of the bus and I had like a massive sick stomach pain and we were coming home from a field trip my junior year of high school I had to have the whole bus pull over on the side of the road so because it wasn't going to be good so that that was something <laughs> I'll never go on the side of the road sure did. <laughs> yeah with the whole school bus watching you <laughs> Yeah, not, not a great thing to be doing as a, as a high schooler. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, guilty pleasure. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I think like everybody, like Netflix. Um, and on Netflix, it'd be like a new girl or it'd be a superstore. Um, I would also say like my guilty pleasure, like I have a cocktail probably every evening, like a, one or two cocktails. What's like, I just, your drink of choice? Well, that's a good question. I'm a big fan of bourbon, uh, love Añejo tequila, but I'm on this weird like martini kick with just a straight martini with a um, blue cheese olive. And I'll sip on that and that'll be my one drink for the night and I'll be done. But yeah, just with the book stuff and kind of the, 
um, the lot of like talking and moving around, moving right. pieces. It's nice to have a drink and it just kind of like stays done. Totally, just just to relax. That's right. Um, celebrity crush. Uh, Emma Watson. And then lastly, biggest splash you've ever made in your life. I, I bet being the bachelor probably uh, it's going to be hard to compete with. For the <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're amazing. You really are. Um, and again, everybody, please go buy his book. My notes are very embarrassing. So it makes me so happy. I'm not kidding. That's just like really awesome. Thank you it's for that. It's really funny. I have like little quotes that I have. Um, but thank you. Go follow Ben, buy his book, and have an amazing night.